0: Listen, let me tell you something that I know. I know about skin because I stay glowing year-round, buddy, 24-7. So, the winter, it's coming like Game of Thrones. So, you got to prepare because the winter can be treacherous on your skin. That's why you need whey. That's spelled O-U-A-I. They have the whey, Melrose Place, body creme to keep you hydrated, prevent dryness. They have the Melrose Place Body Cleanser, which balances your skin, softens it with oils in a hydrating blend. Experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Trust me, it's worth it. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A dot com. Use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. Get yourself 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order. At T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot Use the code believe. You know what uh, month it is? It's March. And you know what that means. It's my birthday month, of course. Yes, that's the most important. But also, March Madness. Head over to BetOnline. And make sure that everything in the world of sports and sports betting is taken care of. BetOnline is the best in the game. They have ever. Everything you need hockey, boxing, UFC, odds, sports, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Okay, head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BLEAV to get started. Bet Online where the game starts. Thank you so much, Bet Online, for making sure this podcast happens.
1: Hi,
2: and welcome to Great News. It is a podcast that Mike, Mike Catherwood and I do where we highlight actual positive people doing actually positive things because there are so many of those stories and you don't get to see them ever in the news. No. No, mainstream
0: media is jipping you, brother. You gotta go Correct. red pill, stick with Kevin and Mike. <laughs> Open your Are eyes. we
2: red pill or blue pill? I don't remember. I don't fucking know pills. Okay. You
0: know uh, pills Neil I Young
2: Vike it in, purchase it, you know like... Neil Young. Okay. <clears throat> I'm seeing the
1: needle the damage. Dog...
2: This is where Mike does the intro and I pick a, an artist for him to copy. <laughs> and you have to work in Joe Rogan. <clears throat>
0: The most, the most electrifying songwriter the world's ever seen. It's fucking crazy. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And now Neil again comes in. Intro. Intro. The show's about to begin, bro will say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Kevin and Mike are here to give you great
2: news. I mean, no Joe Rogan, but okay. Look, I'll take it. I I'll did the it. most electrifying songwriter in the world. Oh,
0: right. that was. Or you could say, Sorry. you're talking out of your ass, dummy. <laughs> Those are oh, the, the two. I like when Joe says that. You're talking out of your ass.
1: <laughs> he
0: said that to me many times, it turns out. Oddly. He said that 11 times when we did the moon landing conspiracy and he went off on all our callers and on us. Yes. And uh, I give him so much credit because he publicly apologized and came out. He's like, I, I was wrong. I just got yep. so wrapped up in the moon landing
2: conspiracy and turns out I was, I was led astray. Led astray. All right, my first story today comes out of Rhode Island, and there are two kids that are 12 and 13 years old. And as we've mentioned before, Mike and I were not great 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah. This uh, the 12 year old is named Anthony Lombardi, and the 13 year old is named Mario Camella, and they were hey, their Mario Camella. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were riding their bikes and yeah. saw a neighbor heard a neighbor's house fire alarm going off. And so they went to knock on the door and make sure that, you know, people were out or whatever. And it got caught on the ring, ring the camera. The ring camera? hmm So mm-hmm. you can awesome. see them walking up to the house. And one of them looks in and they see that the house is completely full of smoke, but they see dogs. And they don't know if there's people in there or just the dogs. They think the people are gone, but watch what happens when they figure out that there are dogs in a house that's on
3: fire.
1: And the dogs are Pull 911. Pull
3: 911. A pair of young boys making a rough rescue in Rhode Island. They were riding their bikes when they heard fire alarms from a home and quickly realized dogs were trapped inside. Amaka's back in the newsroom with this story. Well, Amanda, those dogs were home alone and in danger this morning. Their owners say they are forever grateful for the boys' quick thinking. Dude, it's smoking. Yes. And the dogs are inside, call
1: 911, call 911. Doorbell video capturing the moments a 12 and 13 year old come to the rescue of dogs trapped inside a burning home in Rhode Island. We saw like the dogs that were all panicking, all like barking. It was so loud, it was going by so fast, it was just, it was very crazy. The boys say they heard fire alarms coming from a house while riding their bikes on New Year's Day. The house actually belongs to their friend, so they called him to get the code to open the doors. They then yelled to the dogs to leave the house. Two dogs ran outside, but a German Shepherd puppy was locked inside his crate. Mario Comella quickly jumped into action to save the puppy. So I was like, all right, this dog is going to die. So I went up. I went up and I grabbed it. He didn't even think twice. He ran in and yeah. and let the dog out. The fire started when one of the
3: dogs accidentally turned on a burner. These are very easy to turn. So she jumped up and put it on high, and it lit this and that. Smoldered for an hour.
1: The homeowner now calling the boys heroes. Yeah, it was very emotional. Yeah, those I, are I, my babies.
3: Yeah, I still can't watch it without
2: still can't watch it without crying. you guys said. Um, And then they go on to say, like they always do, do not run into a burning house. It's a dangerous thing. The smoke could kill you. And those kids didn't even have a second thought. The dogs are in there. Let's get them out.
0: Do not run into a burning
2: house. But every time you do, you're going to be lauded as a hero. Yes. It's the weird. You know
0: what I'm saying? Well, I I mean, I I think it's It's risky.
2: I think it's riskier than people realize when they see it and run in. But. And not and by yeah. the way yeah you you made the point yourself that
0: it's not necessarily the burning it's the smoke inhalation affects human
2: lungs so much more rapidly than people understand you know yeah you don't have to be on fire it can be it can just be the smoke and it can kill you but those two kids how about that Anthony Marty like and real, Mario Camella really
0: bravo to those to those young men and uh, that's like an Awesome Grand Slam home run story to start us off. Um, Excellent. Uh, it's a Grand Slam and a home run. It's the most <laughs> redundant thing I've ever said. Uh, so <laughs> Kevin, like um, I know you actually do have uh, some relationships with people that are disabled in, in different ways. And you know I, I through my brother-in-law Bianca's um, brother and then through um, a lot of guys that I've trained with, and now patreon clients of mine you know in, in the health and fitness world, I'm starting to interact much more frequently with people who are genuinely disabled physically. Um, I think uh, any type of developmental disability is a kind of a different story, but what I've noticed, very, it seems to be true down the line, is like the number one thing they find denigrating is when people lower standards and expectations for them
2: because of their- um, You talk to them sort of carefully because they, and yeah, what, for whatever reason, you just- Yeah. And, and it, if you really take the
0: time to think about it, you, it makes sense. And, I, and I've always uh, tried to be really sensitive about it. And I'm sure I've made mistakes. But you, you of course, in, naturally, as a human, you're like, well, how can I help you? And oftentimes, yes. too much of that can be, can be kind of insulting, you know? And here's an example. Uh, I got it off of um, Robin Black's kind of martial arts analysis-based um, Instagram feed. But I saw this. This is a young man who is a black belt in Taekwondo with one leg. Now, if you have any familiarity with the martial wow. arts, Taekwondo, it is almost exclusively based around kicking. So, well, hold on one second. You yeah. said black
2: belt? Yeah, yeah. He's Not a black just belt, Taekwondo. Black belt.
0: Black belt. Yeah. yeah. And, wow. And so you know, you think like you have one leg. Uh, obviously, gonna uh, be a uh, it's gonna hamper your ability in jujitsu, but. You can get by. If, if you have one leg, like Taekwondo is officially, like, probably the most difficult. You know, Muay Thai or Taekwondo would be very, very difficult. And uh, he just does it, he's doing a little exhibition at a uh, martial arts meet uh, over the weekend. And check this out. out so think you know you got to really think obviously okay like kind of from a just a novelty circus trick thing you're like okay that's impressive but you have to understand he has no pivot foot he has to right. launch off the same foot that he's kicking and then essentially use his hips without any any stability to then pivot and come off that is amazing and it's just, it, it i thought it was kind of inspiring to watch that because I I really love any type of physical movement and pushing myself and exercise and physical activity, but I often daily put limitations on myself in my mind. Right. And uh, to see that. I was thinking
2: that. I was thinking if I had only one leg, would I even consider taekwondo? No. Like it wouldn't even occur to me. You and I would be like chess. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for chess, you got to be smart. So that's yeah, up for that would, me. Yeah, good good point. Let, so, um, I'm going to become
0: do? a a painter.
2: <laughs> My next story is about uh, high schoolers in New York. There's an EMT shortage. There's, an EMT, there's a shortage of workers everywhere. Yeah, there's an everything shortage, I think, right yes. now. Yes because everybody had a rough year and decided I may not wanna go back to this job, maybe I need to do something in my house, but they were running short in Sacketts Harbor, New York. And uh, our favorite reporter, Old Ellen, uh, takes us to the story and tells us about young people volunteering to be EMTs,
3: it's amazing. When people call for an ambulance in Sackett's Harbor, New York, and the crew shows up at their front door, almost everyone has the same reaction. A lot of people just come up and ask you like, "Wait, how old are you? You're the EMT?" Or like, "When's the ambulance coming?" So what do you say? Do you just explain to them, "We are the ambulance."
1: <laughs>
3: These baby-faced first responders took over the village's emergency medical services not long after COVID hit, when all the older EMS volunteers either couldn't or wouldn't do the job anymore. That exodus, part of a national trend. In rural America, 35% of ambulance services are all volunteer. And many of those departments, 69% say they're struggling to find help. Fortunately, at least in Sackett's Harbor, desperation led to inspiration. In New York State, you can be an EMT at 17 and can assist even younger. And when these local high schoolers heard that, they decided to step up, took the required training, and resuscitated the department.
0: We went from not even having our licenses to
3: saving people's lives. (laughs) Being able to help those people, I really like doing that, so. And by all accounts, they are doing that. Whether you've fallen off a ladder. They're very professional. Have severe chest pains. They know what they're doing. Or can barely breathe.
2: Absolutely credit them for saving my life.
3: This group of teens and young adults save the day almost every day, sacrificing much of their free time and surrendering some of their innocence. They say the hardest part is telling people their loved one is gone. Um, It's like time freezes and everything stops, and that's one of the hardest things to do, for sure. And then you go back to algebra class. Yeah. What's hard. (laughs) So why do it? because who else is there to do it if we don't? Someone needs to. Someone needs to step up and do it. American youth to the rescue once more. Steve Hartman on the road in Sacketts Harbor, New York.
2: I mean, honestly, imagine if you're choking and you see like that 17 year old that's still in high school and you go, where are the real EMTs?
0: Yeah, I think they're lucky actually in in this case because a paramedic EMT you it's a job where people probably don't care as long as you get the job done. You don't have time to yeah, you die. You literally yeah, you, you don't have time to worry about who's going to save my life. You just um but I I was actually as that was playing out I was thinking in my mind like pretty much any other um really important job uh mm-hmm. not I don't want to say that insulting to other job, but any other job where the stakes are very high, uh, you will stop and say to a teenager, like, no, I I appreciate your ambition. If you're uh, like, if you would need an attorney and a 17 year old walks in, you're like, well, listen, I, I am am at, I admire you, but no fucking way. But who else Um, do you have? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, that's, that's really amazing. And the kind of the strange thing about this, when you think about it is like, I'm sure a lot of kids are willing to help, especially to save lives. But I think the hardest part for these kids is that their brain is still 17-year-old brains. And yes. like you saw with that one kid, uh, th- first responders of any type and military of any type, you are exposed to quite frequently in and do- and MDs and nurses um, the, mo- the most horrible emotional aspects yeah. of human existence. Dead children, injured people, uh, people suffering. Yeah, and um, I know that that's hard for adults. That um, it's uh, so. My hats off to those kids for enduring,
2: pushing through that stuff because that's you know, that really tests your metal. I mean, imagine seeing it, a and then b having to tell their loved one that they're gone. I, I no. he made a joke about you know being in algebra or whatever. But that's a real thing. That has yes. to stick with you for a long time. Yeah, yeah you A stitch. Oh,
0: I got to go back to school now. You know. It's yes. There. So
2: and uh, Hartman can lay off the uh, the ice cream a little bit. You think? So <laughs> you know, I looked for him. I looked for him as a reporter in our stories, and We're I don't so have any brutal more today. To him. Listen, he demands it. No, don't have a choice. No, we don't have a choice. Yeah, no. No. We don't have a he... choice. He he
0: demands, demands a lot it. that I think warrants us making fun of him. But yes. we we treat him like he's Kim Jong Un. I mean we.
2: <laughs> I mean, is he though? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have a choice. We would love to not make fun of him.
0: He, he yes, he's forcing our hand.
2: But stay off camera.
0: Before we Maybe. continue the show, I wanted to talk to you about something important, and that is Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Everybody's weight loss journey is unique, and it's different. I understand that. And you know who else understands that? Noom. It's personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and... Practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. That's fantastic. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com. Again, that's Noom n o o m dot com slash believe b l e a v. So this one is the not anywhere near as kind of mind blowing as far as the heroism and the courage that uh, your stories have had thus far, but it is super heartwarming because I think we can relate to all this. So I, it's American family and uh, they're Italian Americans. The um, mom side of the family. Is in Italy. They, the the grandma and grandpa and the, and uh, all the uncles and aunts they're they're still in in Italy. So um, traveling when you live in America to Italy is it's it's an undertaking. I don't think yeah, they get huge. to frequently see their Italian family. But you factor in COVID too, with especially with that country, it, it's probably very difficult to go and um, and visit. So uh, Nona uh, is just chilling in her house in Italy and she is surprised by her grandchildren who came from america to visit and it's caught on tape check this
3: out
2: Is this family the loudest family that's ever existed? No, no. Even that's before it, the kids come that's home. That's Italy. Even before the kids come home, the mic is distorted because they're all so loud.
1: Listen, I have had That's the a luxury.
2: secondary point. That was beautiful. I love watching that.
0: I have had the um, um, insane luxury by weird circumstances to spend. I grew up spending my summers in Italy. Um, that is, it's not a stereotype. That's just f- Science. Italians <laughs> are so loud and so expressive mm-hmm. that it, like I especially when I had very zero understanding of Italian the language I, I many times Kevin I thought dudes were fight arguing and they were, it, they were just like hanging out like watching like just having a conversation and I'm like oh, oh. they're in a they're in a d- aggressive argument and they were just sitting back drinking
2: fucking coffee watching soccer. <laughs> well, well people do so get crazy loud. about soccer in Italy. Yeah. What's that? I said do people do get crazy over soccer in Italy? There's no question about that. If that if that video was like in Ireland,
0: it would be like, "Oh, it's good. Great to see you. Oh, what a surprise." All right. And, you know, they just go about their day. Like <laughs>
2: it's just insane. <laughs> like, I love that. Funny. And that <laughs> grandma just that grandma just melted down. That's um I was watching Jackass
0: 3. 3D, the other day, in preparation for the new release of Jackass Forever this weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. The greatest form of art ever is the Jackass movies and TV
2: show. (laughs) Um,
0: And I've noticed, like, there's human expression where you're super excited about something. Right. And you go, oh, I'm so happy. Oh, my gosh. When you get to the beyond level of either pain or fear or excitement or love... You actually humans, by and large, are are motionless. Like I, I you know what I'm saying. Like they when Giant Oxville gets gets hit with a by a bull, he's like, ah, oh, oh my god, I can't believe how much that hurt. Or you know, Steve-O gets stung by, ah, oh, Jesus. When Aaron Mcgay, he had his tooth launched out by the, uh
2: that was so that was so cracked his
0: face face like the front part of the... and his his reaction was literally like this. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that grandma, she was so pumped. Like, she literally, like,
2: was frozen holding that kid. It was really beautiful. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. That was a good story. I uh, bring to you the latest TikTok star. Okay. And the latest TikTok star is 98 years old. Now, I don't know if you've been on TikTok, but on TikTok, if you're... 32 you're considered ancient you're 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 so old
0: yeah i was i was gonna answer you you said i don't know if you've been on tiktok and i i I mean this sincerely i i know i've never been on tiktok because i'm 42 and i just figured they don't
2: want me (laughs) well they don't i mean that's (laughs) true but she's 98 not 90 98 i mean that's freaking and she's a holocaust survivor oh well now we're really talking Right. So she says um, her 18-year-old great-grandson, Dove Foreman, apparently during the pandemic said, you know, Grandma, why don't we make a TikTok because you have a lot of stories to tell. And that's been her life's passion since the Holocaust because her, I believe it was her sister and brother and one other member of the family were taken and killed while she was there. And she wants to get her story out, and the latest way she's doing it is on TikTok, where she has one point six million followers. Wow now wouldn't you think stories like that would be so crushing that people wouldn't want to see it
0: Yes and no i yes and no I don't know i, I not to make it about me, but I, I people always say like well we shouldn't we should sanitize kind of. History right. in that way because you know people shouldn't shouldn't be exposed to that and I think like on one level I I see your point but I remember because uh, I grew up in a environment around a lot of Jewish people okay you know and when you're a little kid you're a dick because you don't know what you're talking about and I'm right. not I was never like. Uh, uh, in any way, even accidentally, unknowingly anti-Semitic. But you'd make the, you know, I would pick on all my friends as they would pick on me. And you make the right. like, Jews are cheap joke or Asians can't drive joke. And, and then you grow up and you kind of see it. And I remember it was pro- I was probably like 9, 10 years old and I saw Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. And it changed the way I look at everything. And I was just a little kid. And I was like, you know what, that's, like, we, I need to really rail it, that's shit. In.
1: That <laughs> you know? is and a I great
0: that- movie for a, t- how old were you? Nine? Well, I think I think Schindler's List came out in the like 1990 or something like so. It's probably like nine or ten, yeah. Wow, that's
2: a heavy movie for a ten year
0: old. It was. It was, and and it, it definitely affected me, scarred me in in certain ways because it was so brutal. But I had to see, like, even though it was a fictional yes. representation, yes. I had to see that because I was like, oh, oh, wait, wait,
2: this isn't this isn't a joke, you know? <laughs> right. No, and I think the and I think you're right that it's important not to whitewash this. Part of history for sure. so 98 year old Lily Ebert, here is her uh, talking about her accomplishments on uh, on TikTok.
1: We are marking a, a solemn day today with a very special person. Today is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and we begin this hour with a story about a survivor who has found a new way to make sure that people never forget. Her name is Lily Ebert. She was 20 years old when she and her family were taken to Auschwitz, the largest of the Nazi death camps, which, by the way, was liberated 77 years ago today. And she's now sharing her story in a way designed to reach a younger generation. Charlie Daggett, met the great grandmother to learn more at 98. Lily Ebert may just be the oldest influencer on TikTok. Hello TikTok. Shabbat Shalom. She's gained more than 1.6 million followers, 23 million likes, and they're killing people. The music. Largely by sharing stories of how she survived the Holocaust and the Nazi death camp was, at Auschwitz. In Auschwitz, you were not afraid of that. You were afraid to live. I I was really not sure that I I will stay alive. It is a miracle that I am here. But I promised myself how long I will be alive and what I will do in life. One thing is sure, I will tell my story. And the story she tells is hard to hear. When she arrived at Auschwitz, age 20, guards took away Lily's mother, her brother, and one of her sisters. In her worst nightmares, she couldn't imagine why. What really happened in our darkest moment, we wouldn't think of that. It was not in our mind that something like that can happen. They were taken away to the gas chambers that very afternoon. Oh, go. Jesus. Hello, TikTok. Sharing her story a nice with the TikTok weekend. audience. Shabbat shalom. Have a nice was a mission everybody. Lily Have and her long, 18-year-old great-grandson nice Dove started during the lockdown.
2: So I said to my great-grandmother, if they can go viral for dancing, why can't we go viral
1: for sharing these really important messages? I saw. And if you thought the horrors of the Holocaust Can't might not be move. popular on a platform better known for cute kittens, stupid stunts, and dance-offs, you'd be wrong. Stand. Lily soon went viral with tens of millions of views. Oh, that was people young people wanted to know more about lily and her survival story my number is 572.
2: how about lily how amazing of a story is that can you imagine your mom and your sister and your brother being taken away from you and you being this and you living yeah and 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 not only not only watching
0: them being taken away but l- literally helpless like yes. what are you gonna do you, you're gonna fight back against the yeah. uh, Nazis? no yeah agree ss guards mm-hmm. yeah um that's uh that's it, it's
2: so moving and it's so sobering um also yeah she's 98 and she is twice as smart as i am today and
3: well, sharp and, 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 and sharp we, yeah.
0: yes it's well, it, l- listen, the old adage of life is for the living seems so trite, but it, it, you got to remember that. Like, if you notice the common thread, the, un- the kind of under th- undertone of these senior citizens at, at really old age who are incredibly lucid and very upbeat and living a, 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 a very meaningful life at that age, they're all doing – they're very active. They're, yeah, I agree. And mind I agree. and bodies are constantly engaged. They don't just kind of, like, throw in the towel – at, at 75 and,
2: um, but she's I, swinging is, and she's doing challenges. I'd like to see her do a dance challenge. I believe she could. It's amazing. I I, yeah. I, I, I probably
0: assume, you know, this is conjecture, but like as a child, if you went through a Nazi death camp, um, exercise seems like, you know, fizz, dancing and shit seems pretty easy. Yeah. Yes. Everything, ap- everything after that gets the volume. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, that's amazing. It's a, Beautiful, beautiful. I almost feel bad doing this story, although it is amazingly cute and you will be, your heart is warmed by it, but I almost feel. It's a, it's a palate cleanser. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good point. This is your, this is your slice of like lemon, uh, like, like a nice lemon ice popsicle after a rich meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so penguins are funny animals. They're fu- yes. just funny. They're one of those things. They're they're like the Will Ferrell of the animal world in that they're <laughs> funny just to look at them. You right. start laughing. Um, I had no concept that they were. They had very structured kind of social interaction in this way. But watch, and I would like you, Kevin, because I've watched this video so many times. Please okay. narrate if you could the, okay. the interaction between two groups of penguins.
2: All right. I'll do my best. The what is there,
1: like, Ten each. Yep.
2: Two groups, and they're like, Hey, what's up? It looks like the so far it looks like the uh, beat it video where they're about to throw down. Yeah. And they're just hanging out. And then they're like, All right, have a great day. And then they
0: just move on in their groups. But watch, watch, watch. One guy's like, Oh wait, I want to go with you. And his buddy's like, No, no, you can't, dude. You gotta come back with us. He's like, Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, sorry. What? <laughs> is that the weirdest? I had no idea they interact
2: like that. Hey, yeah, hey there's what's like up, ten. What's there's up, like ten, ten each group. What are you doing?
0: Oh, we're just gonna go. Uh, I'm going to work. Okay. Oh, that's too. will talk to you later, maybe. Yeah. Monday night football. Okay. Peace out. And then, so one guy's like, I'm gonna go with you guys actually. And then his buddy's like, Oh, wait, no, John, John, you gotta come with us. He's like, Oh yeah, thanks, Mark.
2: <laughs> are they John and Mark? Those are yeah. the names they have. <laughs>
3: So I thought that was funny. That, that is funny.
2: many times over. That is fantastic. If you like this uh, podcast, you can subscribe to it. You can click the little notification bell so you know when we post videos. They are on uh, Monday and Thursday, and Mike usually ends with an outro.
0: I'm trying to think of a famous Jewish musician in honor, but oh. I can't really do like an Irving Berlin. No, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's a famous Bob Jewish American artist. Good luck. <clears throat> yeah. It's an outro. It's an outro. Shows over my new outro. See how the happy, combined to the blue. Kevin and Mike
1: gave you all the great news.